good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And we're back, folks. It's been a long time. Yeah, we're back. Um, you tuned into another episode of It's a Black and White Thing with your boy A1. Um, I'm sorry, give me just a second, because I mean, like, I didn't have like my like my notes up. So let me see if I can do this without my notes. So as always, you can check us out on iTunes. Search It's a Black and White Thing. We have our episodes there. You can go to SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars to find all the episodes of It's a Black and White Thing. Um, you can go to Google Play Store. Check us out there. You can go to Stitcher Radio. Find us there as well. Um, trying to think. AmpedEntertainment.net. You can check us there. Check us out there. And I think that's it. I think I got everything in there. So, as always, I'm joined by my homie, my Cody, my ace, A-War. What's good, man? What's good, 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 good. <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> good, y'all. What's up now? Uh, <laughs> it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Uh, my name is A-Ward. You might have heard of me before. You can catch me at IamAward.com. Um, music, battles, extra content, whatever you need to check out. Um, yeah, the podcast is on there as well, actually. There's a tab there at IamAward.com uh, where you can check out all the episodes. But it's good to be back. It's been about a month. Month plus. It's been a month plus. plus. Like, I, I looked at the last episode posted was April 30th. Yeah. So and we been, probably recorded yeah. that like three days prior. It's been like 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. It's now we month. are flooding your timeline. Bars. Yeah, so we back, we back. Um, you know, we got a couple of a special guests in the house. I don't know if Ricky will be able, be able to pick him up, but we have a special guest. He is also a no stranger to podcasts, to this podcast. He's no stranger to podcasting in general. Yeah. Um, he is part of a tag team. Back um, again. Yep. Called the, the podcast is called The Same Differences Podcast with Wendy L. And our good homie, The Lost Factor, is in the building. What's up, man? Yo, yo, what it do, man? And, you glad, know, glad to be here, man. Yeah, you know. Glad to be here. By the way, shout out to the homie uh, B, who's hosting us in in our stead. You know, I think I think Trent is going to end up becoming like the side chick. You know, um, you know he's got some good things happening in his life right now. You New know. phone, who this? <laughs> That's what I be hitting Trent with. New phone, who this? New phone. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's you know, hilarious. but um, but you know, so. Shout out to B holding us down. We will reunite with Trent at some point. I don't yeah. know when, but you know, maybe. we need some Jordans. You maybe. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know. Um, also in the house, we got the homie Ricky. I don't know. He's he's here. I don't know. He's gonna be silent. I don't know if he's gonna actually say anything. But he probably you know. texting. <laughs> Someone to kiss. Someone to miss. You know what I'm saying? To be you at love. To be loved. But yo, man, we thank y'all for rocking with us. If you haven't listened to the show or new to the show, basically this show originated with me and the homie A arguing about SEC football um, in our group chat. And the homies got sick of us going back and forth. And I was like, man, why don't y'all start a podcast and shut up and stop talking all this college football because they're not college football fans like that. And so I was like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. And so uh, we started the show. In 2014, something like that. Jeez. Um, maybe 2015. I can't remember, to be honest with you. But we've been rocking ever since. Um, and so, you know, we appreciate for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. For those who of you who are regulars, uh, welcome back. Glad to have you. And um, as always, you know, it's been a long time. So we've had reasons, personal reasons, life reasons. I'll share mine. is part of the biggest reason why we have not had a show in over a month. Um, I've talked about this on the show. My wife... Um, had kidney failure when we had when she had her when we 
had our first child, our son Ethan. Uh, she had been on dialysis for that entire time, and then about a month ago, actually, got a call that that there was a kidney on the. She was on the transplant list. She was number one for that kidney, um, and like basically forty eight hours later, or actually twenty four hours later, um, she had a new kidney, and so you know she's been out. Uh, I've been with her through that through that process. It's been an amazing process to see. Um, it's not the end of the journey. It's just a new chapter. It's the end of one story, the beginning of a new chapter, I should say. And it's uh, it's been a whirlwind process. Um, so she's fight. She's been a fighter through all of that. Um, she is doing well. She's on what I like to call house arrest uh, because she cannot leave the house for three months other than to go to either her mom's house or the hospital because her immune system is repressed due to the surgery and, and the anti-rejection stuff. So incredibly happy for her, but that's the, the main reason why we have not done the show in over a month. So uh, that kind of gives the long and short of where we've been. Um, going to start the show as we normally do with what I learned. And let me get this Google Docs open. First thing I learned is that, one, New York Yankees. New York Yankees, I believe, have the best record. Not best record in baseball. I think that's the Houston Astros' Still. best record in baseball. <laughs> but they are leading the American League East. They got this kid, Aaron Judge, Whew. who has been killing yeah. home runs. Yeah, he's been killing it at the plate. They said he had, he had a shot. A guy, I heard a guy on the radio say that he had been going to Yankees games for 60 years. He had a home run over the weekend that he said he had never seen go that far in Yankee Stadium. I think they said it almost went 500 feet. You would think that this would be a huge story in sports, that we would be talking about this because it's the Yankees. Number one, it's New York, large media market, and they have what seems to be a budding star. However, and what's his name? Uh, Gary Sanchez, is that the other kid? No, I don't even know. What's the guy we're talking about? Aaron Judge. Great Aaron first Judge. name. Great first name. Oh, yep. I think, okay. All right. Classic. So, um, so you would think that would be a huge story, national story, and that people will be following that. But outside of New York, like, you don't hear a lot of buzz for it. And for me, the thing that I learned is that baseball's relevancy nationally um, is, is taking a huge hit. Because, again, had this been, say, 2003, Right or around that time where that Yankees dynasty was flourishing or coming near its end run, we would see this guy everywhere. We would hear about him. We would he would start showing up in commercials, and maybe that stuff is to come second half of the season mm. because Aaron Judge is relatively new. Um, attendance at Yankee Stadium has been dwindling, although I've seen that explained away as well. Uh, attendance lags a year behind a team being successful, so they're saying that next year you'll see the crowds return to New York. But New York loves a winner, so I would think that. You know, if, if they're winning, you would show up. So to me, the one thing I learned, baseball relevancy. It's not it's on a regional level. Right. Living in Kansas City, um, being a royal supporter, not necessarily a fan. Cubs fan, um, you know, you see it do well regionally. But on a national level, um, Albert Pujols hit his 600 home run. There was no fanfare for that. Um, Mike Trout is the best player in the game. And if he walked in here right now, I'd be like, hey, who's this big white guy? Um, what? How did he be? Who's? I mean, is, is somebody from work? You know? I mean, what's really good? It's the Time Warner guy, <laughs> right? Up cable. Right. Google Fiber. Is he here to? <laughs> is, is there a glitch or something he's here to fix? Um, so, I mean, again, like I don't know how they fix that. I don't know how they um, become more relevant within the consciousness of younger millennials, essentially, because that's who they're marketing to at this point. But yeah, that was a th one of the thing I learned this week is that that uh, the relevancy of, of baseball is dwindling nationally. I think we lost a lot of star power in baseball. Um, Ortiz, A-Rod, Jeter. Um, there's just there, there's been a dip in star power. So if you saw Bryce Harper or Trout or 
um, Giancarlo Stanton, somebody like that that was just ripping the, you know, the. I mean, they just killing the baseball, you know. I think they would see a little bit more. Um, but I read, uh, I was reading an article earlier today that, w- that talked about, is this the least hated Yankees team? So you know how much everybody hates the Yankees. Right. Um, and, and a lot of times the media is, you know, is is surrounded by that negativity or whatever. So this is a very, very, nobody really doesn't, like, hates the Yankees right now. One, because they're far removed from winning. And two, because there's just not those names like A-Rod or Derek Jeter that make, you know, certain people like the Red Sox fans or Tampa Bay fans cringe, you know. Um, and it's just a lot of young talent, so. Yeah, I hear you, and I, you, you're probably right about that. They haven't done anything to be hated yet. They haven't won, like, three championships in four years or anything like the right. the core four did back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe give it time. Um, like, if how right- far removed are we from any baseball dynasty? I mean, I guess, you know, it would be a while. <clears throat> Other than uh, maybe the, the Cardinals. I mean, the Yankees, I would say, probably the closest thing you can come to – well, I think you have to redefine dynasty too, because um, I th- I feel like people say the Patriots are a dynasty, mm-hmm. and their their championships are spread out over fifteen years. Same for the Spurs, five championships, fifteen right. years. Um, you could kind of say the Red Sox and Cardinals had a run. I mean, the Giants had that thing where they were winning like every odd year. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I mean, in terms of dynasties and how we used to know them, the Yankees really because that run they had in the late ninety nine, what ninety seven to two thousand one. Uh, where they won, I think it was three and four years or four and five years, something like that. Um, so that run for them it's was probably the like, biggest one. <clears throat> in baseball, obviously, the Cubs and the Royals have won the last two World Series. And if you tried to parallel that to any other sport, like <laughs> you really wouldn't be able to imagine if, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies and, you know, the Sacramento Kings won, you know, back the last two NBA championships. See, I think for that that analogy to work, you probably have to go with the Cubs, uh, with the uh, the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah, because okay. it's been a while since they've Okay, there we go. Not, yeah. I mean, not historically as long as the Cubs, but at least Right, in terms because of, at least they do have that have, name yeah, they have in the name. sport, you know. Yeah, the Grizzlies. So, like, teams like the Patriots, teams like – the, the Warriors and the Cavs, like, you know they're going to be there every year, and they're still there every year. In baseball, there's really not that you know they're going to be there every year team. You know? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was the – I mean, I guess the Cardinals because the Cardinals yeah. for the longest time. Right. And you just thought, there. oh, if they get in as a wild card, watch out, you know. Yeah, yeah and, and they didn't make the playoffs last year, probably won't make the playoffs <laughs> And now the Astros year. is the best record in baseball which is great and they had a down year last year i mean they were the worst team in there in the west last year and so this year now they are you know i don't want to say it baseball's too long a season to say who's really a front runner right at this point in the season but you know we'll see uh let's see the yankees won titles yeah four well four times in five years 96 98 99 2000 then they won another one two they didn't win again to 2009 wow so yeah so yeah uh, the other thing I learned this week, and this is breaking news. I mean, that's it was funny. So the homie Los was like, "Hey, you gonna talk about that McGregor uh, Mayweather?" And I was like, "Nah, man, it really nothing to talk about till a date shows up." And it was like from my mouth to God's ears because, like, 15 <laughs> minutes later, it was confirmed. Um, and I know that there have been reports that you know the fight was going to be made and that it was going to be August 26, but it was official. I think paperwork got signed either last night or the day before. Um, and then today, um, the news came out. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, is happening. People like it was. Everyone said it was a pipe dream. It would never happen. No one would sanction it in their right minds. Well, it figures that you know Nevada was like, "What you mean? 
you know, hold my beer. What you mean we ain't going <laughs> to sanction this fight? Uh, and they made it happen. So August 26th, um, the location is still to be determined. I think the report said either the MGM Grand or the brand spanking new T-Mobile Center um, is where the fight is going to be held. Um, and so we're here. We're here. Like, this fight is really going to happen. The thing for me that I'm most interested in seeing, other than the fight itself, is I want to see the splits. I want to see who's getting paid what. I know people said this is going to be as much as $100 million for either for both fighters. Um, I don't know because Floyd, he loves part of his persona of being the, the money, you know, Floyd Money Mayweather and the money team. is, And a huge talking point for him is that he's always getting the higher cut because he says, I'm the biggest draw, I'm the biggest name. I don't know. I'm going to ask you guys, who is the biggest name in the, between these two fighters? Is it McGregor or is it Mayweather? Because Mayweather hasn't fought in almost two years. And in that time, in the boxing UFC void, Conor, there was Ronda Rousey for a hot second. Um, last week she was prom queen. Now she's, you know. Um, and now there is uh, the Conor let McGregor. herself go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and now and she fell off. Um, which I wish we would have been doing the show around the time when she got knocked out because that was... McGregor's lost, right? McGregor lost to Nate Diaz, but then yeah. he came back and defeated Diaz in the rematch. Okay. And so a loss has not hurt. I'm just telling... The official scorecards gave the fight to McGregor. I'm not a draw UFC is guy. Floyd Mayweather. It. He hasn't lost. <laughs> so the, the biggest draw is, is... The bigger draw is Mayweather in your yeah, opinion. Yeah, of course. First off, they're boxing. So it's in his playground. Um, and secondly... It's Mayweather. I mean, I, I, I don't think UFC – I don't think the biggest person in, in UFC is bigger than the biggest person in boxing ever. Nah, I don't think that's true. I don't think – because who's the biggest name in boxing right now? Take out Mayweather. Is it Triple G? Well, that's what I'm saying is Mayweather is the biggest draw in boxing. Like, And before Mayweather, it was – I mean, UFC really wasn't had – had a buzz like that. True, true. So – now, yeah, of course, Genity Glovkin doesn't have the draw that Conor McGregor has. It might be Canelo after Floyd. Either him or maybe Andre Ward. That guy's a great, too. He has a great last name. Classic last name. Yikes, this yeah. guy. So, I'll ask you, Lowe's, who's the bigger name, McGregor or Floyd? I would say, obviously, it's Floyd. But, I mean, McGregor does have a big name. I mean, I think that's why the fight is even relevant or happening. Right. It's because he's raised himself up to a standard to, okay, hey, I'm at the top of this level. You're at the top of your level, you know, so we can go at it. So I think the only reason why the fight's happening is the relevance, relevance. Is that is that right? Relevance. Relevancy. Relevant. Or that too. Okay. Mm, either I, way. I ain't like that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, McGregor. Because, I mean, I don't know. Me personally, I won't be watching the fight. So I so. I waited. I, you put this in the group, and I and I said I'm gonna wait until we sit down to ask you why that is. Man, okay, this fight is for money. This uh, only this the only way. This the only reason for it. It's it's for money, and they're both about to be are are about to be filthy rich, even more rich, you know, richer, off of this fight. So, I feel like when I'm watching sports, I like watching sports for some type of reason. Mm -hmm. So this it doesn't—they're not going for a championship belt. 
there's there's nothing there's the only sole purpose is for money. This is literally a prize fight. And, and pride. So, and so I don't I just don't I don't choose to watch it because I'm against the fight. I don't believe Floyd should be like Floyd has everything to lose. McGregor has nothing to lose. And when you fight against a person that has nothing to lose, then that's scary. Interesting. That's a that's a great perspective. Like I hadn't really thought about that. You know, and I mean Floyd has his reputation, his uh record on the line, his legacy, you know, all the things he's built up could be lost in one fight. Wow. And so I think it's foolishness to even step into that, you know, predicament. And so but like I said, man, you know, I but I really don't think Floyd will lose. But like I said, I'm, I'm I'm just really not interested in the fight at all. Interesting like, at all. That's I, you made some great points. Stuff that I had not even considered in terms of, you know, if Connor loses, of course he lost because he he was because he's a, yeah because he yeah UFC so it doesn't like nobody's going to say anything if Connor loses yeah like he's he's a because I think there were I think it was James Tony he uh, he fought in the UFC. Uh, he fought in the UFC against uh, Randy Couture, I believe. That's not right. And that's, uh, not, that's not right. <laughs> not right. And uh, it was a quick fight, <laughs> <laughs> and it was very dominant on one side. And it was just like, okay, if y'all were to stand up, yo, James told you probably would have had a chance. But what did, what did Couture do? Take him to the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it's like you're in a different arena, like you're in a different playing field. You know what I'm saying? So So what should happen? Like in this fight, what feel, should happen? I feel like what should happen is Floyd should beat McGregor up for twelve rounds. So you think it should go twelve? <laughs> like in, in yeah, in- I, yeah, I mean I mean like if yes, because Floyd is not the type of knock you out type of guy. But now, stamina the only wise, way- shouldn't McGregor be exhausted by round Five or six? Now, I mean, he should. And I, I say that will – if McGregor is gassed to that point, mm-hmm. then he could get, he, he get knocked out. See, that's interesting, though, because in UFC, it's three five-minute rounds, right? Yes. And so, well, dang. It's that's 12 three-minute rounds. Yeah, that's rounds. 36. <laughs> I just did the math in my head. Like, <laughs> also, like, yeah. Yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Also, like, I can't imagine that adrenaline being, like – in a different sport like that, all eyes being on you, like I would assume that you like your how your body work, you know, like it would be a little more difficult to keep up the same stamina that you keep up in the octagon. Yeah, but I yeah. would think that at this point they knew the fight was going to happen, so I, I would figure that both have been training yeah. at this yeah. point. So I would say I would say at this well, point Connor is probably <laughs> a month into his his preparation. And see, this is this is my thing. You're you're asking Connor to train. For something that is so foreign to him, though. So he's been training his whole thing. The most that he's trained for is for a five round fight. He said he hasn't trained for, for he hasn't trained for this, and so he he's just in a whole different realm. And like there are people who said that he needs at least five years to even make this a contest, like to even to even be. Make it a contest in, in, in professional boxing. I'm, what's up, man? It's 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 a whole different hmm. realm of boxing, man. I yeah, and, that's interesting. I don't. Wow. And 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 
to me, it's not far-fetched to me. I got a buddy that makes a few points that I'll read off. He says, here's a few things I think about this fight. Um, obviously, one, McGregor has no chance to win this fight. Uh, two, there should be a there's there should be contract language that will cause McGregor to forfeit his purse should he kick or grapple Mayweather. So hold up, real quick. I wonder now. That's the thing. I wonder if it'll happen in in the ring, right? Like they get tied up. Does his UFC instincts kick in? Right. And he tries to knee him, or he tries to kick him in the legs. You know, <laughs> right? Just because that. I mean, it, it's second nature. You've been yeah. doing this for so I long. Would, I, I seriously doubt that. And the reason why, I mean, that's. I mean, that's that can almost escalate to like a brawl, a lawsuit. Like, yeah, like, like <laughs> that's like that's like a, that's charges. Yeah, just somebody could file against somebody. Yeah, because you, you can't do that. I mean, it's it's, it's like, you can't do that. So, I, I would, that's why I would really say that wouldn't happen. But and plus, I mean, McGregor, I don't think he would jeopardize his his purse over his. Him. Yeah, shout couple out to more. Andre Durrell's uncle, yeah. by the way. Couple more. Uh, this is a cheap way for Floyd to snag his fiftieth victory. I okay. Think, I don't think so. And there's nothing for him to gain by winning. Anything yep. short of a stoppage, and critics will say he ran. If he stops McGregor, critics will say Conor McGregor was too inexperienced. If he wins a decision, critics will say he should have stopped him. So this segues into the next part. I don't like this fight for Floyd. And it's not even for any of the reasons that you just listed. Shout out to Reach, by the way. That's Reach talking. And shout out to Reach, man. Yeah. He had to have him on the show. He yeah. writes for um, Arrowhead Addict. Right, he still writes for Arrowhead Addict? Yeah, I believe so. So shout out to Reach, man. We get closer to football season. It's nice to have him on. Um, the reason I don't like the fight for Floyd is because, gosh, what was the reason I like the fight for Floyd? Oh, Father Tom. That's why. I mean, it, Floyd, I get it. He's a world-class boxer. Um, you put... Any of us in the ring with Floyd, we won't last 30 oh, no, seconds. I think I could probably get like three or four rounds in. <laughs> <laughs> You're horribly wrong. Like, you are horribly wrong. And I'm going to bet against you. I wonder, do you think if 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 a million dollars is on the line, do you think you could last 30 seconds? Against Floyd? Yeah. You can't I, run. You cannot run. What do you mean you can't run? You can't run. Then no. You can, you can tie him up. You can tie him up. You know what I mean? Punches no, we'll he can throw in head, 30 seconds. We'll give you headgear. We'll give you headgear, too. No, I can't even take a punch yeah, like that. I, I box 30 one time. seconds? I can 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 you seconds, don't, yeah. You, why? No offense, but you guys are a little bit bigger than me. I'm done. <laughs> he hits me with three or four punches. I'm I'm out. I mean, I'm just going to try to throw the jab. I'm just going to throw the jab. Try to use my reach. Jab. And if he hits me, Man, you better hold on for dear life. You better, you better forget that jab at the, outside the door, bro. Do you know how long that 30 no seconds jab, is going to feel? It's going to feel like 10 years. <laughs> it's going to feel. Man. But, yeah, but, I mean, to get back to what we were saying, like, to me, father time is the thing that that concerns me with Floyd. He hasn't fought in almost two years. I feel like that Birdo fight, like, again, it's not Birdo ever put him in any danger, but Birdo landed some clean shots. Mm-hmm. He landed some clean shots on Birdo Floyd. was good, though. Like, 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 I understand that. I understand that. But all it takes in boxing, all it takes is one punch. All, so whether do you it think be Connor could beat luck. Birdo? I don't, I don't know how active Birdo has been. Like, does he automatically no, he come in as no, a number no. one contender? Con- Connor nah. can't beat Birdo. And that's the flip. Connor and that- can't beat. Uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I was to say, I, he's, he's U- a UFC fighter. And that's the that's flip. That's what he is. And that's the thing, too. You know, UFC. 
<laughs> UFC has talked about how it's superior to boxing, and I and I could I mean obviously I that argument holds weight because you can do more things in box than than you can in boxing. But may, if somehow if Conor ends up winning this fight and by submission or by submission by knockout by split decision majority decision, like. What UFC guys going to go crazy. Yeah, what does it do for the sport of boxing? Is there any effect there? Short term, I mean, everybody's going to be poo-pooing on it. But, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, you got Triple G and uh, Triple G and somebody the, coming up. I the Mexican cat, man, with the red hair. It's like 17 of them. Cornello, right? Yeah, or, yeah, that's in September. Yeah. So, a month after that, you got in Vegas, I think. Super fight of the year in boxing, Dang, Canelo versus in October. versus Triple G happening in September. Like that's gonna be the that's I mean boxing is back on the map at that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Who, Connor? No. He hasn't even earned Mayweather yet. Who? Connor. Oh. So I don't know if you'll pick this up on the mic. So Ricky says that that he hasn't even earned Mayweather. I don't know who he's earned at this point. I mean, but but it's the biggest name. Who? Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner will mop him up. Oh, yeah. I mean, because Adrian Broner is going to be more. I don't. I feel like Floyd is going to be. Glovkin is the best fighter in the world right now. He would kill him. He would dismantle. <laughs> he would mantle. Well, one, he's bigger than him. Yeah. So I mean, that would that you already talking about a mismatch. Yeah. And because he's going to come in weighing one eighty mm-hmm. once the fight starts on fight night, and he's going to hit him one time, and his face is going to explode. Yeah, basically. <laughs> his face is going to explode. Um, <laughs> I would like to see that. You know, so, I mean, y'all, hit us up. Let us know what you think, man. Y'all can go to uh, Twitter, um, search uh, at Brains and Bars, hit us up, What you let us know what you think about about this fight, man. I mean, or go to Facebook.com, search at Brains and Bars, and let us know what you think about this fight. Um, so, moving on, because we spent a long time talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um a Ward, what what ha, what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to this week? Oh man, um, I think I'm looking forward to the NBA draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just be honest. Right now, there's not a lot to look forward to. Um, WNBA's back, Dre. The WNBA's back. Shout out to Glory Johnson and Skylar Diggins. They both play on the same team in Dallas. And now I'm rethinking my. Um, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> uh, looking forward to, yeah. I'm rethinking that, and I'm rethinking about the Dallas trip. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah, the WNBA's back, so you'll get coverage from us in regards to that probably in the next few months. You're thinking. Yeah, because I'm thinking, like, speaking of attractive women, there was a woman who plays soccer for some Kansas City soccer team that was on a billboard, and I was like, man, she's very attractive. She's cute. But anyway, yeah. that just well, I'm did, looking forward to seeing that billboard. That's what I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, like you week. just mentioned, like you mentioned Skylar, and I was like, hey, she was cute. I wonder was that Dom Dwyer's wife? Hmm. Dom Dwyer's wife. He plays for the uh, sport. He plays for Sporting KC, um, and I I think she plays for Kansas. She got traded to Kansas City because they wanted to be closer together. Wait, Kansas City has women's soccer? Yes, to have a women's professional league because. Either Dom was trying to get traded to where she is. She's also Canadian. She's black. Every time I hear the name Dom, I just think Fast and Furious. Hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, I, I, I'm yeah, digressing. That and then the NBA draft, obviously, uh, June 22nd. So, what's that? About a week and two days from now? Isn't is it June? 22nd? I think it is. Or is I, it thought it was the, I thought it was the 27th because I feel like the NBA it Awards. It might be the 26th. NBA Awards is a uh, – is the 26th, I think. Okay. I've seen um, about a billion promos for it. Yeah, I should so know this I'm looking heart. forward to the NBA draft uh, to see what Celtics, Lakers, 
um, etc. do and to see who the Warriors draft and build into an all-star um, and then get told they're stacking their team because they know how to coach their young players and draft effectively. Did you see my tweet? Oh, it is a 20-second. You were right. 20-second. Yeah. Did you see my tweet? Uh, I didn't tweet it, but I retweeted it. and it was the a- next week. Oh, my God. Okay, know, continue. Right? Sorry. It was about uh, what did the the guy said that the Warriors drafted three good players and then added an all-star. We are going to talk about that. Okay, yeah. We are going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. That is the last thing on the itinerary for yeah. the night because I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to say that. I'm not going to give you my thoughts <laughs> right, on that. Cool. But, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that, and then I'm looking forward to Double Impact 2. We're back to battle rap. So Double Impact 2 is URL, uh, it's card. It's his five two-on-two battles. So Ooh. Hitman Hollow makes his return to oh, URL. I did see the promo for that. So him and Averb will be battling um, T-Top and Briz Rothstein. And then you have DNA and K-Shine yeah. um, battling X-Factor and Young Miles. You got um, the Saga and Big T. They're battling Chess and Steams. Um, Math Hoffa and Cortez battling Ill Will and Rum Nitty. So there's some some pretty good you know two on two matches. Usually two on two cards are just more kind of for the fans. Nothing really happens to your stock in battle rap if you lose a two on two. Um, it's, nobody's like oh he just you know this or he was horrible this that and the other. So it should be fun. So yeah, okay, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ooh, interesting. Um, I cannot find. I think I have to put so if I search for your battle with with DNA, I have to put KOTD and Blackout on it to find it. Like if I just go A Word versus DNA, like it never shows. Really? Up. Yeah. Usually, like well, right now when I search A Word versus DNA, like ten recap videos show up, and I have to scroll through all of them to get to get to you know. And so I bring that up because I wanted to hit the view count. We're at one hundred sixty-five thousand views. So well done. Pretty well good. Done. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, shout out to DNA. Um, you're like. I put on Twitter that we were recording tonight, and I'm like, you know, and I said, we're back, A-Ward and I, and I was like, I need to identify who I am. That's funny. Because A-Ward is more famous than me. Hilarious. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm just a nobody. What? How does that line go be? I'm just, I'm a nobody trying oh, to tell somebody, oh, somebody, you know what I'm saying? But a Someone to somebody body, yeah. Gosh. But anyway. Uh, All day I've been saying that. I won't, I, it's, I mean, they talked about the Cypher per, outlook, like. Oh, yeah, the Cypher, you can talk about the Cypher. Okay, okay, you know, Shock be acting like, you know, it's. A know, secret or something like that. U.S. official government, like classified right. information. So, uh, Kansas City Cypher 3 from Higher Art. I should be looking forward out. to that this week, too. That yeah. should be dropping by next Friday. Yep, so, so that'll be out pretty soon. And, um, you know, everybody brought it. It's my favorite Cypher. This is the third one. My favorite Cypher of the group of, of all. Um, like, the mug is dope. Um, the homie B. Uh, I think he might have my best. That might be my favorite verse. On it's. That. I think it's. Is. I'm pretty sure I decided that that's my favorite verse. Yeah. So. So anyway, um, that's coming soon. But yeah. Um. Speaking to your little most famous thing or more select whatever would you yeah, say? Yeah. Yeah. You're I'm, more famous than I am. Like you I have realized. Like, um. I'm realizing that. Like not not in like an e- egotistical way, but like this last week, especially with the battle dropping. I realize that every day somebody tells me I'm horrible at life. Like I literally see this every day, like in what in a comment form, in tagged or whatever. Like I get like, like on a very small scale, like my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. Somebody somewhere is saying something bad about me, and I read it, and I like kind of puts in perspective like why your favorite artists and and athletes and stuff like one might not even run their own social media and two you know like 
I cannot imagine <laughs> because man, I've just read so many like rude comments or gotten inboxes or gotten just like all kinds of just mean things, you know, and it's just like, golly, this sucks. But for everyone, there's been for 10 great ones, you know, but you know, you only really cling to those bad things, but geez Louise. Man, so after there's a video of Kevin Durant after the game Monday night, I don't know if he's headed back to his house, where he's headed back to. He stops his car. He gets out. He has the MVP trophy. He's not driving. He's the passenger. He has the MVP trophy, MV, finals MVP trophy in his hand. He gets out. He, like, lets out a scream and a yell, and he lifts the trophy up and his hands up. And, like, the street gets flooded with people. And I, like, you know, I mean, it's flooded with people. He hops back in the car. He's got to honk the horn. He might have been leaving the stadium. That mm-hmm. might have been where it was, leaving the stadium. And I'm, like... I enjoy doing this podcast. <laughs> I would. I hope that you know at some point we get good enough that this gets national recognition, mm-hmm. and that you know I can somehow make a living off of this. You can make a living off this if you're not like worldwide famous battle rapping and no longer have time for the show, right? I never want to be that famous. I never want to do anything so well that if I'm on the street, that someone is coming up to me. Groups of people are like, "Hey, I enjoy what you do," or "I hate what." Either right. way. Either way, like, I just never, like, yeah. the level of anxiety I would have felt in that moment. I mean, and if you see the video, it's, like, about 100 to 200 people, and they're all crowding around this car, and they're just like, yes! And I, I would, like, be, I would lose it. I yeah. would either vomit or punch somebody. Like, it would be fight or fight in that moment for yeah. me. They had to be crowded like that, and it's just like, yo, like, this is their life. Like, this is, like, KD is going to be walking around San Francisco. It's not like he can hide because he's seven freaking feet tall. Yeah. So you just put on, oh, get out of here. You can't put, you can't put shades on and, and a cat. Right. Um, although, shout out. So, Bamani Jones had this story about being an all-star and seeing Kawhi Leonard. He ran into Wale, and he was like, yo, what's up, Wale? And he was like, oh, nothing. I'm just trying to stay low. He's like, oh, my bad. He said, coming right behind him, Kawhi Leonard, beats headphones on, hat on, nobody's talking to him. Hilarious. Like that dude with like one of the only what ten black men in the NBA with braids, not right. dreads, no, braids. braids. Yeah. How many six foot seven dudes with braids you see walking around? Hilarious. And nobody's messing with them. But anyway, yeah, man. Like I would never want to be that famous. So yeah, I can't under even on that even on your level. Like that would be a lot. A and lot my thing me. is more just like because I'm so like I'm so accessible. I was talking to a friend that battle raps this week, and because I've literally I, I've never had anybody on Facebook blocked. Never, never have I ever blocked anybody on Facebook, um, and I, I usually was good about just letting comments, you know, go or whatever. But like this week, I've had to block like eight or nine different people on Facebook, and I just was like, it feels, I feel bad, like I don't, I don't want to, but like the reading that stuff is literally toxic, you know. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, look, you know, like fans supporters they they find you accessible you know and they find that when you respond to them you know that you're like it's you're within reach to them and like they will literally take advantage of that and drain you you know whether they like you or dislike you and it's kind of wild yeah man if i wasn't so busy i'd be like just point in my direction i love going back and forth. well my older brother's pretty good oh yeah (laughs) yeah. i just like randomly saw the youtube comments and then it's like (laughs) some guy makes a bad comment about me and then my older brother's on there telling him what he can have for dinner involves an organ (laughs) yeah you know what yeah you don't need me like you don't need me because i i can't be out here you know using that type of language and canon is gonna let it let that chopper's break (laughs) shout out to canon 
But yeah, all right. So let's get into the the main topic of discussion for the night. I mean, it is all about the NBA. I mean, what else are we going to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, NBA finals just wrapped up. Sadly, man, it, there's no more basketball. Like not until summer league. Um, oh, I take that back. B- Ice Cube's big three, big three coming up. Um, huh. I think I don't forget. He's got a. It's not ESPN. He's he's partnered with Fox One. Fox One. Fox Sports One. Yeah, so big Fox three. Um, you get to see some of your favorite. Players of the past, hopefully not tearing ACL or pop, oh, popping Achilles because they're Please. too old to be out there hooping. Who, who am I to talk? I'm in worse shape than they are, and I play every weekend. So, um, you know, but you get to watch some of your favorite players of the past. So we better watch the big three. I don't know if Iverson is playing. I know he's coaching. Huh. Um, but yeah, that's what's up. Also, three on three added to the Olympics. I saw that too. Goat. Yeah. Now, is that ever happened before? Or is this brand new? Brand new. Okay, I was never happened before. I didn't think so. Yeah, so, but anyway, you know, NBA Finals just passed this Monday. Uh, the Golden State Warriors pulled off the gentleman sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers, winning four games to one um, and cementing their status as one of the greats uh, of the modern era. Um, I don't I don't really like to talk about all time because I did not, I mean, basketball pre-80 is kind of foreign right. to me. Yeah. Uh, and that you'll hear me say that a lot when I reference greatest of all time discussions, historical discussions, and things of that nature. Um, you know, so they pulled off the victory in I wonder, what kind of convincing fashion. I was watching it. The pivotal point of that game, the second quarter, um, in the first quarter, Cavaliers up 41-33, and then the Warriors went on like a 11 billion to two run. Yeah, it was 20, 20 to two or something. Twenty. It was yeah. like 28 to four or something yeah, crazy something like ridiculous. that. Like they flipped it in a major way. And we were watching it, and when it was 45-43, I think I put in a group, I was like, this is the, this is the season. For the Cavs, they either respond or the season's over. They didn't respond. They got to like an eight-point lead, and I told my wife, I was like, game over. And she was like, why? And I was like, it's over. And she was like, well, is it the fourth quarter? I said, no, it's the second quarter. And she goes, well, they can still come back. And I said, no. I said, when the Warriors have a lead, multiply by two. Yeah. Whatever lead they have, multiply by two. And then because of the way they can play defense and score points, they can string points together so fast on you like it doesn't. Makes I sense. mean, even J.R. Smith hit two threes to close out the half, and it seemed like there was momentum, Like, but you knew it wasn't. No, there was no momentum. There was no momentum. And then you had Oh, the, wait, that's right. There's no yeah, such there was thing. Yeah, no, there was no such thing as momentum. Um, and here's the thing. Like, like there was that fight, that little scuffle with David West, who you do not want it with. He is a boxer. Ooh, Conor McGregor versus David West would be interesting. Um <laughs> But David West is a boxer, and I mean, he not it like looked like a, a middle school fight where they just bumped your shoulders together. It was so disgusting. Like I told my wife, I said I never want to have a man's face that close to mine. It was so uncomfortable for me. Like just, multiple times, I'm pretty sure their faces yeah, touched yeah, like that. It was pretty. I think Pablo Torre said they reenacted what it looks like when Mama Bird feeds Baby Bird. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> but you know, it was it was pretty awkward. David West was trying to punk the Kardashians, man. Right. Man, shout out, man, and all y'all losers talking about the Kardashian curse. Man, get out of here with that, man. First of all, Chloe is the best of the Kardashians. She is the the most attractive of the Kardashians, in my humble opinion. Um, she will also be the one who would be the most fun to hang around. By the way, um, that's I'm my, pretty sure my none of them are fun to hang around. No, I think Kim is a drama queen. I feel like uh, what's the other? What's the oldest one's name? Courtney. Courtney. I feel like Courtney's approved. Like I feel like she would just be born as all get out. She. Uh, I think life has just drained her. And but Chloe's the one. You know, you can get into some fun with. You got some fun. And with then Chloe. Kylie is like, what is she like? I mean, I'm too old to be talking about Kylie myself. So I'm not, She's I'm over not, 18, isn't she? I See, normally when you have to make those kind of qualifiers, like, 
we have to I qualify mean, like that. Like I'm just yeah. a little bit. But does it, is she, yeah, does no. she date Tiger? She is. She is an adult. She's dating. I think she's with Travis Scott right now. Okay. I think her and Tiger are done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my god! I'm glad you're off mic and that we can't pick Yikes. that up. Yikes! <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, but you know, the Kardashians. There's no curse. Uh, Kanye went platinum without putting his album up for sale. Reggie Bush won a title. The James Harden thing that didn't last long enough. But anyway, you know, Chris but, Humphreys is playing in the three on three with Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Humphrey's still in the league, by the way, uh, with the Wizards. Getting is, buckets. Getting, yeah, something. He getting something. I don't know if it's buckets. He getting paid. <laughs> he getting bread. That's about it. Um, but, yeah, man, so, you know, the Warriors win the title. Um, well, so. let me – before before we do, before we go on, though, I have to ask this question. I've been asking this question on social media. Uh, why do we love to criticize the NBA so much? Throughout the – this is just the all the, all, all the um, criticisms I've heard just in the playoffs. One and done rule hurts the game. Charles Barkley commented that the game is in the worst state it's ever been. Uh, shout out to Brent Barry who disagreed with him. I had to hear about resting players. Uh, I heard that the reason that LeBron was so tired in the fourth quarter is because he sat all throughout the regular season and that the Cavaliers carried them. And so now he's too, he, he's too fatigued. He doesn't have his stamina up to be able to carry the Cavaliers. Um, the playoffs were boring. I heard the finals were boring. Uh, and I'm just like, why are we so comfortable this in this league. Now, if you haven't answered that question, you can answer if you don't. I'm just throwing out there as a, as a rhetorical question for people just to ponder, right? I, that just bothers me that we're just so easily dismissive of the league and that everything about this league is going to spell doom. Um, you know, all these blowouts, oh, my God, ratings were up. This is the most watched finals since MJ, which tells me people want to watch greatness, even if it ends in a blowout. You know, I actually so, thought the finals was a lot of fun to watch, even at five games. Like even the games that weren't close was still fun to watch because you had the best players in the NBA on the court. And watching greatness is fun, even in blocks. I've said the Warriors bore me at times, especially when they play teams who aren't as good as them. Um, and plus, you know, I value my sleep. And with them playing games at ten o'clock at night, and it's still the first quarter, and they're up by twenty-five, I don't feel the need to watch. Like the finals were the first time that I watched the Warriors in the playoffs fully. Um, and to that point, so coming into the finals, I thought that that this would go six games. My heart wanted Cleveland to win because I'm tired of anti-LeBron James slander. Um, my head thought the Warriors would win. I thought it would go six games. And I just was not prepared for how wide the talent – I don't see, I don't want to say talent because I don't think there's a huge talent gap I think that when the Warriors play at their top level versus the Cavs' top level, I feel like the disparity between those two points, I did not expect it to be that great. And that caught me by surprise. And, you know, I mean, that was the difference in that series, was that fact that the Warriors at their best, ten times, five times greater than the Cavs at their best. I thought it was because of the sellout. No, it was not because of a sellout, Ricky. Uh, Kevin Durant is not a sellout. Um, you know, let me let me put it to you like this. If uh, I don't, so Tar, Best Buy is your is your second job. I mean, it's not your day job, right? But let's just say Target comes to you and says, "Yo, we we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna double your salary. We're gonna put you with the best team and re- that retail can offer. You've been with Best Buy a long time, and your four hundred one k is gonna be matched at like ten percent. You get four weeks off starting." Right, four weeks of PTO to start. 
you're going to be like, man, I've been robbing Best Buy for seven years. It's not selling out, bro. That's not sell. It's not selling out. It's just that you went to a better situation. KD had a chance to go to a better. And look, as someone who, as someone who is a fan of basketball, who loves comp- loves competition, I was disappointed to see KD leave. But I understood when you see him in that offense, and you see the way he's able to get open shots consistently. Westbrook never gets an MVP if KD is still on his team. That is also true. Also true. And that team, and people wanted to use this as a referendum on, on Russell Westbrook, which is not fair, because that team was put together with those two guys in mind. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's their rebuilding. They were trying to rebuild on the fly once they lost him. So, so what were you going to say? What were you going to say? You might have to actually get a little bit closer to the mic if you want to be heard here. <laughs> All I wanted to say is uh, Katie's a sellout. And uh, that's it. Man, get out of here! <laughs> I guess he he probably had he probably did have some other things he wanted to say, but you know we try to be family friendly here. So we, we you know, and I want B to have to try to get get the the curse button, the dump button, and try to find it. Yeah, I don't think he has that in at his disposal. <laughs> B said he just let it ride. So you know, if you happen to listen to the Black and White podcast, but you got your kids in the back seat. Daddy, what does B mean? Uh, that's just Ricky, baby. Don't worry about it. That's just Ricky. That's what he does. Um, but no, nah, man, like he's not a sellout. Like he he had an opportunity to improve his professional situation. <clears throat> I am not. I was disappointed. Let me say this also. KD didn't jump on a team and like KD won a team a, an NBA championship. He won a championship he for his team. He won the championship he for his, his team. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was hands down the best player on the court during Absolutely. the NBA Finals. Absolutely. So it's not like he went to the Warriors and he just kind of meshed in and the chemistry was great there and everybody just played well. And he literally – like the Warriors don't win an, uh, an NBA championship without Kevin Durant. But they don't win it this year. I don't know. I think they there. It's a, it's a more competitive series. It's the the question of will they win is in doubt without without Kevin Durant. Um, I don't know if I don't know. I can't say abs with in an absolute manner that they don't win. But it's going to be it's going to be tougher. It's going to be tougher to win the title. I can see that. I can see it going six or seven without him. Yeah. So well, so. I mean, I I can see them. Well, I mean, their injuries help help them quite a bit in the playoffs. I will say it didn't matter, but you know, if a healthy Kawhi Leonard without Man. KD, like, so two of the biggest what ifs of the playoffs is that that's number one. What if Kawhi never gets hurt? Yep, because they were giving them the blues mm-hmm. without him. Then he gets hurt, and then they flip the entire. I mean, that was the that was the oh, series. Yeah. The second biggest what if, if the Cavaliers and we had this discussion in the in our in our between us of what matters more, the fourth quarter or everything in the, in the previous three. Mm-hmm. And for me, my answer was the fourth quarter matters in, in how we discuss players and how we emotionally feel about them when their name is mentioned. Like Kobe has this reputation as being a killer in the fourth quarter, but if you actually go look at reality, it's not the case. Anyway. Um, I won't invite Ricky anymore, guys. <laughs> He has his reputation, right? That he may, that he's earned, may, in my in my opinion, not fairly, right? 
Uh, we think of Robert Ory, Big Shot Bob. We call Chauncey Billups Mr. Big Shot, although he, he really only hit like two. Um, you know, we obviously Jordan. We have I had a, this uh, not even an argument, a back and forth with the guy about LeBron versus MJ, and he goes, "Well, it's not the fact, you know, it's the fact that George has had so many moments." And like, what does that mean, bro? What is because he has so many moments that you can remember that you latch onto that makes him better, right. you know? So fourth quarter moments emotionally matter to us, but what happens in the previous three matter just as much. And if the Cavaliers, when LeBron James sits in Game Three, can score six points in a minute and a half. I think they had um I think they had five five or six possessions. Zero points, two turnovers. Outscored ten but, nothing. It look at K D. He the shot he hit is the biggest shot of the game. It's the it's the it's the shot that you remember, right? Because it's but it's the biggest shot of the game. It's the biggest shot of the game because of what happened in the second quarter. Six points. Six point if you give them six points. Going into that fourth quarter, right? So they were the the Cavaliers were up by two when Kevin Durant hits that three. You give them six points, they're up eight. Like it changed that. It's not to say that the that the Warriors still don't make up the deficit, but those six points change everything about that series. And if it's two two instead of three one, maybe people's mindsets are in different places because once it's three zero, it's over. Like that win on uh, Friday night was was about pride. Like it was about you not about to sweep me on my floor, and talk about come back here next year talking yeah. about I hope the room still smells like champagne. Yeah. You know? So that's why I say, yes, the fourth quarter. I'm not disagreeing that it doesn't matter. Well, all I'm saying is is that everything, it's like the butterfly effect, right? A butterfly flapping its wings in Japan causes a tornado off the, or not tornado, a hurricane, uh, starts the effects that cause a hurricane off the shores of Miami or whatever. I don't know if that's even true. But, you know, shout yeah. out to Ashton Kutcher and the Butterfly Effect. Shout like that out movie. to that city that you just mentioned that is a pit. No good sports teams come from that city. Well, I mean, I don't think the city of Miami is oh, a Oh, no, pit. the city of Miami is beautiful. Okay, okay. Sports-wise, yeah, let's clarify. there's not a single athlete that's ever. <laughs> Ricky's a Miami fan. That's that's why that happened. So, all right, so let's keep going. Let's move on. Um, so I, wanna, I want people, I know we, we love to live in the moment, and we love to, you know, say this is the greatest of all time, blah, 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 blah. But I want people to stop and just appreciate the greatness that is the the Golden State Warriors. With KD, without KD, in the last three years, 207 wins in the regular season, only nine losses in the playoffs. They have three Hall of Famers and a possible. I'm counting Draymond as a Hall of Famer. Okay. Um, Clay, Who's a possible? Clay. Okay. Two MVPs in their primes. Two, I mean, four great, four all NBA players in their primes, all be beyond, all below the age of thirty. Three top flight defenders on of of all on the same team: Clay, Draymond, Iggy. Um, three of the greatest shooters of their generation, and if not of all time, like we are watching one of, I mean, one of the greatest runs. And I, I'm, again, I know I said don't compare, but since the Jordan era, like since, or actually, I don't have to go back that far. We can talk about the Spurs in their run. We can talk about the Lakers in their run in the 2000s, um, the Bulls in the 90s. Like, this is a really great team. And just just for once, I just want y'all to bask in that and just appreciate what we're watching because I feel like we don't, especially when we talk about LeBron. Like, we don't appreciate him at all. That's my opinion, you know? When uh, the, there's still a sense of they're not quite on the level of the Spurs in a sense of like this team was built around coaching and ball movement and 
like basically building players into, you know, Hall of Famers, but they're close. Like drafting, having a system, coaching, you know, wholesome basketball, like they're close, you know, and I think that they, and I think that that's another reason is because this Warriors team doesn't give you the feel that the Miami Heat gave you when they had James, Bosh, Wade, you know, because that still felt like a put-together squad for a mission, you know. Even though Kevin Durant joined them, the Warriors still have that homely feel of, yeah, we drafted three of our players, you know. Yeah, we have Andre Iguodala, who's on the backside of his prime, but we brought him in for defense, and he, he knows exactly what role. He comes off the bench and wins an MVP, you know, a finals MVP. You know, Sean Livingston hits buckets. <laughs> like, <Super> buckets. <laughs> I feel like Sean Livingston, when he gets that ball mid-range, I feel like he's, count- he's, he's counting the steps. It's like it's almost like, okay, the spot is two feet to the left. Mm-hmm. Two dribbles, two dribbles, pull up. There. All right, the, it's, two, it's three feet to the right. Pull up, pull up, dribble, dribble, pull up. I mean, like, like that dude is – it feels like he makes every mid-range bucket. And because he's six foot seven. I think it was either Iman Shumpert, I think it was Gardner one time. Iman is 6'5", and, like, he rose up for the shot, and then, like, he became a 7-footer, and Iman was, like, 6'2". And it's like these guys, I mean, look at how trash Darren Williams was. No offense, Ricky, I know that's one of your favorite players. Nah, he's trash. But, like, Darren Williams isn't far removed from Iguodala status, right? I mean, they're about the same age. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But the way the Warriors fit Iggy into their system, and he had his role and he got his points and he did what he was supposed to do, and then Cleveland just kind of, hey, we're going to pick. I mean. Darren Williams did Larry Holmes and Jeff Aiden. Yeah, Darren Williams was just bad. That's the the Brooklyn thing, right? The Brooklyn thing? Okay, all right. Um, Shumpert was not good. Shumpert didn't play very much, but he just wasn't very good. J.R. Smith was finally good in the in in the game five, but like you said and, and like we talked this week, it's just the Cleveland Cavaliers were ISO ISO ISO. Hopefully somebody's coming off of you know to get an offensive rebound to give us another chance to do some more ISO. Yeah, and so let's let's say that's a good because Richard Jefferson was bad too. <laughs> so real quick, so if you go back, go to SoundCloud and look at I think it's episode either one or two. So this is on record. I am on record of saying at that time that the Cavaliers should not trade for Kevin Love. They should keep Andrew Wiggins. And the reasons I listed, you have a guy who has a potential superstar who you can pass the baton to down the stretch. Um, Cap flexibility because I was like, we were talking all, you know, together about how the Cavaliers get better to compete. And I had this grand idea of, you know, you trade Kyrie, for Paul George, you go get uh, Drew Holiday, good defender, good shooter from three. He's going to find other players uh, once he gets penetration on somebody. And then go get Michael Beasley or James Johnson, right? Then I went and looked at their cap situation. When free agency starts, the Cavaliers will have eight players under contract. Those eight players by themselves have them already in the luxury tax. (laughs) (laughs) Already in the luxury tax. So I was like, I equated that to going to the store, getting $100 worth of groceries, getting in line, realizing, looking at your bank account, realizing not only do you not have money, 
but you're negative 200 in the hole. <laughs> like you have no bread. Like you had no business even getting in, even getting out the car in the parking lot thinking you was about to go grocery right. shopping. Or wasting the gas. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, you should have just went online and just looked at all the stuff you wish you could buy. That's um, interesting that you bring up the trade Kyrie thing because people fell in love with Kyrie, I think, in the finals. But for what? Bro. Like, nar- don't get it twisted. The dude is probably top three finishers at the rim in basketball. Absolutely. But at what expense? <laughs> Bro, people were trashing Kyrie last year. When they were down 3-1, mm-hmm. they were trashing Kyrie. Three wins and a couple of 40-point outbursts later, he was one of the best players in the league. And I'm like, what? he's the same dude. He's the same dude. Now, mind you, Kyrie played at Duke, so I just wanted to give you guys that. No wonder. And A1, a.k.a. Dan, is an avid. Hey, I forgot to call myself Dan. North Carolina Tar Heels fan. However, our special guest, (laughs) the Los Factor. Yeah, Duke Nation. You already know. So, a one continue with so, your Kyrie. No, no, slander. no. Let, let's let's get one thing clear. Let's get one thing clear. Kyrie Irving at Duke. I mean, he was only there for eleven games. You really can't call him trash. <laughs> he was only there for eleven games. He was hurt most of the season. Mm-hmm. When you have on the Duke jersey, you are the enemy. Once you take off the Duke jersey, remember Elton Brand wants a Chicago Bull. Okay. Jason Williams wants a Chicago Bull. Okay. Um, who was the third one? That was the third one I had in my head. Luau Ding wants a Chicago Bull. So. Okay. Once you take off the Duke jersey, you no longer um, are trash. Really? Yeah. No so I don't I don't carry these grudges past your college days. Wow, you're good. I can't do that. So with that in mind, I enjoy watching Kyrie Irving. I think he is one of the best finishers. He's one of the best scorers. So I asked you guys this question, and I was like, you need one bucket. Who do you go after, Kyrie or LeBron, on right. the Cavs? And the conclusion I came to was if you need a bucket – Kyrie, because you're right. He right. can he can score over almost anybody. Right. But if you need a play made, you give the ball to LeBron ball to because LeBron. he's going to make something happen for himself or for somebody else. That's my biggest problem with Kyrie and why they why I feel if they approach the Pacers and Paul George for a trade, they should offer Kyrie. Because Kyrie, he 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 makes it happen for Kyrie. He doesn't make it happen for everybody else. Um I mean, that's no Duke bias. Uh, I mean, look, after game four, somebody tweeted at, at at Kobe, a Kyrie has that Mamba mentality. 81 olives. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that Jalen Rose commercial. That commercial was was really dope. How many olives do you want, sir? 81. 81. <laughs> um, now I'm just playing. It's just two. Just two. It's a joke between us. Um, but And Kobe tweeted back 100 because game recognized game and Kyrie was looking real familiar. One gunner recognizes another gunner uh, matter of fact there was a meme of kobe and lebron that i saw today floating around the all-star game and it's got kobe laughing and it goes the meme says and once i realize i'm better than everybody else i figured why pass the ball you know and so that's kobe's mentality like i can take this shot with three people on me or i can pass it i'm gonna take the shot with three people on me and Kyrie has that mentality and not saying it's it's bad or good, but for to beat the Warriors, they have to stop playing ISO basketball. So yes, I would trade Kyrie for Paul George and not Kevin Love. Would you? Which one would you trade, Kevin or Kyrie? I guess it just depends on who you're picking up. Are we? Are we? We're talking, we're talking we're saying, about getting Paul George. We're talking about getting Paul George. Yeah, then I'd probably get rid of Kyrie Irving. I'd have to get rid of somebody who who took more than 15 shots a game. 
I think Kyrie shot 40 shots in the game the other night. I, maybe game four, maybe? Yeah. I don't think because he got hurt because he missed a, he missed a good – he missed portions of game yeah. five. So it must have been game four where yeah. he took 40. Yeah, close to 40 shots or something like that. Um, Love Love wasn't bad in the finals. He was not. He was not. Um, But because he's not putting up Kyrie and LeBron-type shots and numbers, he catches the the, the bad negative uh, flack because it's supposed to be a big three, and people always equate that to scoring. So he's supposed to drop 26 and 15, and LeBron and Kyrie are supposed to get 30, you know? Yep. But Kevin Love didn't play bad, you know? He, nope. he didn't play bad at all. Nope. So game five wasn't – his game five wasn't great, but he was in foul trouble a lot. Yeah. And I think he just never got in a good rhythm, and I think that affected everything else around him. Because well, there was a game where Seth Curry out-rebounded. Tristan. Yeah, it was Tristan. It wasn't Kevin. Kevin, it may if it was, it would have been game five because he didn't spend a lot of time on the court. But, no, it was Tristan who, I mean, is basically there for rebounding and defense. And I think at one point he had 11, and I think Curry had like 13 in one game. And so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good performance. Shout out to Steph, though, who had a great finals, in my opinion, his first really great finals appearance. Um, if not for Kevin Durant, he would have been the finals MVP. Yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out to him. Don't want to forget about him. Um, and for those of you who ask, you know, what about f- that jumper at the end? I mean, he, it looked like Kyrie was Ding him up. He was Ding him up. He was Ding him up, and he hit the shot. And I don't think it was meant to be disrespectful. I found out, I guess, one of the things I learned over the time we were off is that teams find it really disrespectful that once you kill them by 30, they get mad if you make it 33 um, or make it 32 if you dunk the ball with 10 seconds left. The clock was running down. He had to do something. I guess he could have dribbled it out. But he decided to take the dunk. So good for him. Um, Los, I'm going to ask you uh, as an obligatory. I already know the answer. But just to be to be courteous because you are a guest on our podcast. <laughs> okay. Who would you take, Kyrie, if you had to trade? Paul George is the ultimate piece you're getting back. And the Warriors are the, the Pacers have said we'll take either or. Love or Irving? Who are you giving up? Uh, K-Love is out of here. <laughs> K-Love is out of here. But... I mean, I don't know if I would get Paul George just because of the type of player he is. Uh, he needs to ball. I, he has a spot of jumper. He, he can shoot the ball. But he's a uh, give me the ball, let me go to work. LeBron, let me go to work. Kyrie, let me go to work. Like, they don't need another big star, a let me go to work type of person. Which so, is why I would get opinion. rid of Kyrie because – that's but, why. That's what I'm saying. If you're picking up Paul George, you got to get rid of Kyrie because you can't have three. Yeah. Let me go to work, guys. I just don't. I just don't think you gain enough from Paul George to lose Kyrie. Like, who are you going to get at point guard now? To me, you don't need at that point. You just need somebody who can hit a three for you, and who if you can. So you want Chambers? So, <laughs> that's interesting. so, so it, it worked in Miami, you know. But I'm saying you need a guy who can hit a three for you, and someone who, who can at least break down a defense and make something happen for himself or someone else. And that was a problem with Darren Williams. Darren Williams couldn't do for him. He could barely do for his dog on self. <laughs> what was he gonna do for anybody else? Yeah, you know. And so that's the thing that that's what they're really missing. The Warriors have guys who. Maybe they're not a threat from three. Like, Draymond doesn't scare you from three. You see they let him shoot, which yeah. 
Um, having someone say we'll live when you shoot a jumper is one of the most disrespectful things to happen Bro, on the basketball court. Every game. time Richard Jefferson caught the ball behind the arc, there was, and he still pushed it around the circle. Like he would catch the ball wide open with nobody. Like, why didn't he just like grab it and just head to the bucket? And he was still rotating it around. When you catch the ball at the oh, at we'll the three live. point line, and the defense turns around. Like, they're not even trying to run out at you to contest. <laughs> they go ahead and start boxing out. Yeah, it's just like, like you, it's, it's top three most disrespectful things that happen on the basketball yeah. court. But continue, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I, I just, I just want, I, I was, my, my opinion is you would have to get somebody at point guard who I say has some identity and somebody who has some type of, because I, I threw out Chambers, but. He 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 doesn't have the type of um, star power, I believe, to make a factor on the Cavs team because he feels, hey, I'm just a point guard in here with all these superstars. So I think you would need somebody with some type of star power in there, though. That's what I feel. Although Chalmers would make sense as an off the bench guy, Lowry. he's coming off the. He's gonna want too much money. Kyle yeah, Lowry's. Kyle, Kyle Lowry's. Kyle, yeah, Kyle Lowry. Uh, he, no, want, he wants he wants bread. He wants bread. Like money, yeah, money. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not taking no pay cut. No. Um, but yeah, but I don't I don't I feel like Chalmers would be a good fit on the bench coming off the bench as a backup yeah. point guard. Maybe not as a starter. Oh um, no, 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 no no. I think you would probably need a John Wall type of player. John Wall is becoming a top five point guard in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. So, so Oof. I'm saying like if you can put, if you can replace Kyrie with John Wall and add Paul George, then that's oh the, your team just got a lot better. <laughs> like that's a that's because a, that's a John Wall team. and Kyrie at this point might just be a wash. I th- I'm taking John Wall and it's not even close. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 now listen. Now, let me stop you there, sir. (laughs) There's nobody in the NBA that can can stand in front of Kyrie Irving. In the half court. Nobody. In the half court offense. No, no, there's nobody. When Kyrie touches the ball, no matter where Kyrie's at. No. When he he touches the ball... There's no yeah, one in the NBA that can that that can stop him from getting a bucket. No. If he wants to go get a bucket, half court offense. If you, nobody if, if you disagree, you have to throw out a couple names. John Wall in transition, nobody can stand in front of John Wall. So you're saying if Kyrie I'm gets the ball coast out of bounds, coast. going going from one end of the court to the next, it's a wrap. Okay. I don't I don't think I don't I'm think Kyrie to, is not Mr. Ninety Four Fifty. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'm going to go with A-Ward on that one. And, it's again, it's not a diss. At Ky- Kyrie is a great player, bro. He's a great player. But There's from no – John Wall and, and I'm not even over talking Kyrie. About, I'm not even talking about just do fan or Kyrie. Man, listen. You have, I mean, do you – like, you have to watch Kyrie play, man. Like, this, this dude do. – You cannot guard he's, – he's unguardable. It's not the fact that he's unguardable. Man, John Wall, John Wall is good. And I'm not gonna say that, man. But I'm gonna tell you, John Wall, his downside is, his is worse shot. as it's worse than Kyrie's downside. See, I'm gonna disagree. I with feel you. with that. Kyrie, Kyrie can get a bucket on anybody. You are absolutely right. But them buckets be hard. They be tough. 
Like they're dude, tough for other people. They're not tough for Kyrie. Bro, they're oh, tough. He does this, man. They're tough for anybody. No. Kyrie puts together three and four moves and then a double clutch and finishes. Yeah. And, it's and, gorgeous. and get a, and gets a bucket and one. Right. Yeah, but but John Wall can just blow by you and just go boom on you. Russell Westbrook can just go by you and boom on you. And I'm not – listen, I'm not – I like John Wall. I, he's one of he, he's one of the my, one of my favorite point guards, but to say that, I'm, I'm just gonna go back to my original statement. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm saying that if you get rid of Kyrie, and you add John Wall, and you gain Paul George, then you have a team that I feel that can go at the Warriors and games like game like like I think it's gonna go seven games. Well, I mean that that sounds you great know, in theory. That sounds great in theory, but I mean the Wizards. You caught them like, so what can we get for John Wall? I mean they, they, <laughs> they, they, they just gonna, gonna laugh. The right? They just gonna, <laughs> they gonna you are gonna hear the laughter as the receiver goes click. Yeah. So um, I mean, so that's hypothetical. Well, well that's and, and, when you yeah. pick up you pick up John Wall. They get Kyrie, and then Durant says, "You know what." I think I like to go to DC. Oh, get out of here with that! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you stop got Durant and Kyrie but, in DC. I mean, I mean, but, but but I will say that I mean, I know that that would never that, that's not going to happen. But I'm saying you need a player of that type of caliber. attitude yeah. or caliber to to fit in there if you're going to get rid of Kyrie. Right. I'm I saying just plug it in some regular point guard. It's not going to be be beneficial the way I think people feel like you would. I feel you. I feel you. That's 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 my point. Ultimately, Kyrie's staying. You know the pieces that they're missing come off the bench. Um, Man, I don't know. I think Kyle Korver is a good addition, but I don't know what he really. I mean, defensively. He's horrendous. Man, there was that again. <laughs> game Durant. three. Game three of the second quarter. The every. Of the five players on the floor, four of the Cavaliers were rotating perfectly. The fifth one, who was not rotating at all, was Corver. And I'm like, dude, you're on the court for two reasons. One, don't F it up on defense, number one. And number two, hit the three-pointer when we throw you the ball. <laughs> you are not doing either of these things right now. What is your existence? What are you doing here? <laughs> you know what? I was, I would say this. If you can look at Cora's face after he misses a shot, he kind of looks a little dumbfounded. Like, dude, like, what happened? Like, he looks so surprised. When, you, when your jumper's so shot. wet, like, to <laughs> like, the point so to where you're like, wait, that so didn't go he in? He doesn't get back on defense because he's like, he's dude, there, what like, just what? happened? <laughs> so, to that point, so that shot that he missed before KD hits the three, the stat on that was that from the corner, Kyle Corver was 83%. Man. 83 that is a free throw percentage that's not a three point percentage <laughs> not a lebron free throw percentage yes gosh but he was 83 percent from the corner three and it, it was an open shot it wasn't contested open shots 83 percent, and he missed it kevin durant comes down hits the three series over but yeah yeah speaking of lebron real quick so i i saw people in the fourth quarter he was you know getting to the bucket in part because the warriors were letting him and somebody goes why doesn't lebron do this all the time i know white michael wilbon was why doesn't LeBron just go to the post and operate from the post? Because he's not a cyborg, people. He, he's, he's a human. He bleeds like we do. He gets tired like we do. And part of what you saw in the fourth quarter from LeBron in a lot of these games is he's playing 45 minutes a game, people. He can't sit down. He couldn't. <laughs> if he sits down. The game. 
the game was automatically over. a run. The other team goes on a run. It's, I forget what the final tally was on the plus minus, but I feel like the number twenty six is standing. I feel like they were minus twenty six when LeBron James sat, and he only sat for like maybe half a game. Like it wasn't a long time. Uh, I think the fourth quarter of game five was the longest he sat. Well, no, because that was like thirty minutes. But I mean, he could anytime he sat down, the Warriors went on a run. Every time That's he sad. sat down, the Warriors went on a run, which is an indictment either on the coaching or the players. I don't know which, maybe both. Um, and I'm trying not to really blame the Cavs too much because, look, man, the Warriors are great. So I'm, but he can't go to the rim every time he gets the ball because he's going to wear himself out. He's tried that in game two, and the second half he had nothing left. Um, I I haven't been on the show in a long time. I've argued with many people about LeBron's status and where he ranks all time. First of all, I'm not having any more greatest of all time discussions. I'm having greatest of the modern era discussions because, again, I didn't watch basketball pre the 1980s because I was not born. I do not have access to rows and rows of game footage from when Kareem and Wilt and Elgin and Jerry West and all of them played to watch. And plus, I have a life and a job. So because I have older cats who tell me Kareem was the truth. Kareem won six titles. He has six of uh, not finals MVPs. He has six regular season MVPs. He scored more points than Jordan. He assisted more point, had more assists than Jordan, more blocks than Jordan, more rebounds. Like no one, no one gives Kareem the time of day when we talk about greatest of all time. So greatest of, of the modern era. MJ's the goat. LeBron is. I look at it as as a house, right? Jordan's on the top floor by himself of the modern era. That second level, you got Kobe, you got uh, Magic, you got LeBron, you got Duncan. You have Bird, Barkley, you have all these players, and there is a hierarchy within that room. Within that room, I'm not going to list all those names in, in chronological order. I have LeBron as the greatest in that room. Had the Cavaliers won this championship, he would have been in the room with Jordan. Oh, he would have been on the stairs. No. He would have been in the room with Jordan. Jordan oh, would still God. be greater. He- Jordan would still be greater. He's simply in the room with him. And, and so for all those people who have been repulsed by these discussions, I, I don't understand why you cannot allow it to enter into your brain that there is someone who could be on Jordan's level. Because I'm going to tell you something. Kobe was never on, on that realm, on that plane. And anyone who suggests nope. he was is never. a stand and should not be trusted, whose not opinion should not be trusted. 81 olives. <laughs> um, but there will come a day. Maybe LeBron gets there. Maybe he doesn't. There will come a day where someone is going to be on that plane, in that room with Jordan, and that he may be greater. And you maybe you might as well get ready to embrace that fact. I don't think you're going to see it in your lifetime. And it may, you know what? I may be dead. We may all be dead and gone before it happens. But that day is coming, and you guys need to wrap your your minds and your heads to that fact, and just deal with it, man. That's all. I mean, and again, listen, y'all can go to the Twitter at Brands and Bars. Y'all can go to Facebook, search at Brands and Bars. And how until the sun, until you your your skin turns blue because you're howling, you're not breathing. You're not changing my mind on this. Like, LeBron is not there. He's close. And he's getting closer to being in the room. Not greater than, just so simply in the room. So he didn't take a hit. His legacy did not take no, a hit. No, look at, this is the greatest collection of talent in the modern era. In the modern era. This is, oh, you know what? It's one of the greatest collections of talent. That Miami Heat team. That 2012 was, squad was called. <laughs> Listen, that Miami Heat team 
was kind of amazing. So, and this is the thing. Everyone jumped to 96. Everyone went to 96 Bulls. I was on the radio and I was like, look, y'all forgetting that 2012 team. And that's the team I would want to see take on the this Warriors team before you go 0-1 Lakers, 96 Bulls. It's also Bulls. the team that almost lost to Spurs, right? No, not the 2012. This is the first LeBron championship team. So this is when this is LeBron at his athletic prime. This is when him and Wade were would blitz any pick and roll, and it looked like dogs who hadn't eaten in weeks, and they just saw a fresh piece of meat. Like it was their defense was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they were actually they were flying. I mean, they were flying, and and I feel like they could match the speed of the Warriors up and down the court. So he and he's right. Derrick Rose when he won the MVP. This is when LeBron was like, fourth quarters, you're mine. Hmm. And it was, that was <laughs> a good it. thing. Fourth quarters don't mean as much as the first three, though. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm not saying they don't matter. I'm not saying they, they do not matter. I'm but saying. you remember that fourth quarters But were was that his. not my argument? Was not my argument. <laughs> was that was that not my argument that you remember what happens in the fourth uh, quarter? Okay. Yeah. Emotionally, right. because that's how you paint the narrative. Yeah. I said that. Mm-hmm. In the fourth quarters, and I was hollering that it was not fair because LeBron James was 6'8", 250, and could run as fast as Derrick Rose. What was he supposed to do? You put Steph Curry, and you take that LeBron James of 2012 and say, fourth quarter, mano a mano, I'm not tired now. Let's work. Man, listen. And I'm going to tell you, this is one thing. This is why. One of the reasons why I don't, I don't really care for LeBron. Switches in the game. He's matched up against Curry, and he's passing the ball. That irritates me to no end. You said the end of the game, Cur- right? Curry, no, no, it's not. It's not the end of the game. It's throughout the game. Anytime Curry is guarding you, go get a bucket. See, I feel like he did though. I feel like he no, attacked him he, when he no, got when he had Curry. There, on. there were some passes out to like, and it, it wasn't like somebody open wide open in the corner. There were just passes moving the ball around. And so, like I said, so I have my own personal reasons why I don't care for LeBron. I respect the guy off the court. You know, off the court, hey, great. On the court, he's just not my type of player that I, you know, like. Basically, all year long has your mindset been the Golden State Warriors should win the NBA championship in four games. Like, at what at what particular time did the – did the narrative change um once we started the playoffs was it was it even playing field i think for me i realized that this was all academic when they came back on uh the spurs so they were down 20 against the spurs even though, no um, kd kd didn't play that game he was still hurt because the cavaliers went 10 and 1 no 10 11 and 1 in the playoffs, in the Before Eastern Conference, the finals, yeah, twelve and one, twelve and one, because it's 12, four, four, obviously, yeah, twelve yep. and one, and uh, Golden State went twelve and zero. Oh. Yep. Going into the finals, before Game One, would you have still said Golden State's going to win this in four or five games? No, me. I thought. I mean, we talked about this. I thought it was going to go six. I didn't. I never said who I thought would win. Yeah. When the playoffs started, I I think. Cotton asked, who's going to win? I said Warriors if, if Durant, pending Durant's health. So, with that being said, like, his legacy still doesn't take a hit, even though the narrative before the finals was that these two teams are basically as good as one another. So, no, because 
I, f- I feel like someone posted in the group. I don't know if it was in this one or the old one. Posted in the group like a pre- like a list of predictions from people in the media. And let's just say there were 20 of them. 18 of them had the Warriors. And of that 18, like 10 of them, 10 to 12 of them had it in four or five. Yeah. Like a lot of people, and I and I was shocked. I just felt like after the first after the first game or first two games, then that's when all the talk became. This is this team, you know. This is what's supposed to be happening. And it's like, well, two games ago, people were saying Cavs in six. People were saying Cavs in seven. I think that was a lot of LeBron. I mean, shout out to Nick Wright. I feel like that was Nick Wright. I feel like there was a <laughs> lot of people who were invested in LeBron in that way. Like I said, I thought the pride between the two would cause it to go at least six. Mm. Yeah. Um, it- I, I I would say uh, to what Award is saying, I believe that his legacy would have took a hit on a couple of ways. I think if if they would have got swept, I think his legacy would have took a hit. And I think if the media and everybody else wouldn't have made uh, the the Warriors such a juggernaut, you know, like like this up them so much, mm-hmm. then them like it was almost okay to lose to the Warriors. Right. You know, because, I mean, there's not really a lot of pressure. I think all the pressure was on the Warriors. So, like, basically, the Warriors were Floyd Mayweather. They were, yeah. I mean, but in Vegas, Connor McGregor. So, I found that picture. It's from ESPN, and it's they got their, you know, NBA insiders and then some, like, guys who are just reporters who report on the league. Fifteen of them. Thirteen of them have the Warriors winning. Only two didn't. And then, let me see. I got one, two, three four, five, six, six of the 13, so basically almost half, had them winning in five games. Everything else was six or seven. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the consensus yeah. was from people who are, who are in the know, right? I think amongst our peers and people we know, I think there was a lot of going back and forth of Warriors or Cavs, but I think that a lot, not a, a lot of that depended on how you felt about Kevin Durant. I'd also like to look at some of the spreads, too, to see what they compared like in previous finals. Because I know game five, the Warriors were eight and a half. Yeah. Um, So I wonder what Vegas thought about games one. Game, game by – I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I have to go back and see if we can find that information. Mm -hmm. But they were huge. I mean, we talked about – Eight and a half is a lot. That For for a finals finals game game? where you're supposed to be even. Yeah. Eight and a half is quite a bit. Yep, yep. The so, Warriors were a great team, man. I mean, I just like that team was just really and to have players that could come off the bench and play great defense, knock down shots, hit middies, locking up players. I mean, that's just that's just they were and to really, see Javale McGee, <laughs> like Javale with Mc- a rat tail. He crying. said, he, he had some tweet about the first dude with first a rat NBA tail to ever champion yeah. with a rat tail. <laughs> like he's joining that long list of people. Uh, I'm thinking of what's old boy from Gonzaga, Adam Morrison. Yeah, no, uh, nah, don't don't get it. Jack McGee put in good minutes. He did put in well early on because la- later on they the series he didn't he didn't play anymore. Yeah, and that's smart too. Very smart, and don't get caught up in the hype <laughs> because Lord knows Javale McGee would have done something You have to be stupid. smart with a, with a player like Javale McGee on the biggest stage with smart. the most watched finals. Nobody wants to see Javale McGee so, jump over the table into the crowd. You are right, Javale got more burning these guys but it's still going to be one of those things 15 years from now we're going to see a picture of JaVel me and be like wait that dude won a title like you're gonna it's the same like I said it when they showed the picture of uh Ty Lue 
getting stepped over by AI. Oof. And they showed a picture, and J.R. Ryder is in the photo. And every it never fails. Every time I see a video of it or a photo of it, I go, J.R. Ryder got a championship? He won a championship. Like, it it dawns on me every time. I like J.R. Ryder, too. I like J.R. Ryder, too. I like J.R. Ryder. Yo, I posted a thread in the group. Y'all should go check this out. I'm going to retweet it on the, uh, on the Brains and Bars page. It's about Michael Jordan and all the times he burned people. It is le- like it's a legendary threat. There's a there's a video of J.R. Ryder when he was with the Timberwolves and it was a young KG and young KG was talking trash to Jordan to Jordan. And he goes, he's like, hey, he's like, hey, Mike, man, he's just a young buck, man. He don't know no better. He don't know no better. I guess Jordan, he was giving Jordan some, the little bit of the business. Jordan was giving it back to a him. A bit of the Cheerios. And then all of a sudden KG started chirping and then Jordan just started embarrassing him. <laughs> like there's one video there's one of the videos that talks about jordan um i guess the guy on the bench was talking trash to him he was having a bad game jordan torched him hit the hit the final shot turned around and said shut up you little Dang. i mean like dude like did you did you listen to the story that kevin hart talked about james harden on jimmy kimmel mm-hmm. uh two weeks ago kevin hart's talking about james harden he was in uh philadelphia for uh, a show and he had an off night and the rockets were playing the sixers and I guess Kevin Hart's from Philadelphia. Yep, yep. So he's sitting courtside, and he said he's roasting James Harden the whole first quarter. You know, like roasting his beard, everything. You know, and he said that he said James Harden uh, is looking at him and doing something. But basically, James Harden goes on to score fifty-five, and he's still that, playing like in the th- fourth quarter, and they're I up think by that like game 30, was on ESPN, okay. right? And he said James Harden like looks at him at the in the fourth quarter after hitting a shot, and he looks at the Philadelphia Sixers. He's like. He did this to you guys right there. And he looks dead at Kevin Hart. And he's like, see what you did to them like that? And he's basically telling the 76ers guy. <laughs> bro, bro. I'll have to send you the video. It's hilarious. It's him a, telling the story. It's a couple of Jordan stories in there like that. Where, like, I forget who. I think it was Byron Scott or somebody telling the story. And um, he's like, Byron Scott was like, man, I'm injured. I, he wasn't playing that night. He was with the Lakers. He was like, Anthony Peeler's on the Lakers. Jordan shows up at the forum. He's like, yo, what's up, Byron? You playing tonight? He was like, nah, man, I'm not playing. My ankle hurt my ankle. He was like, oh, who's guarding me tonight? He goes, uh, Anthony Peeler. Jordan goes, 50. <laughs> wow. He put up 54. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, 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 yo, and this, and, and look, this is the emotional <laughs> part hilarious. of me. This is the emotional part of me. LeBron, I love you as a player. This is why you can't be better than George because you don't have these stories. LeBron you know? needs some stories. He, that and honestly, in all seriousness, that is what that's what he's missing. He yeah. doesn't have the stories. If he had the stories like Kobe did, the eighty-one, he deflects so much. Say he never played for a super team. Shut up, man! Like, come on, man! Like, I understand it. I understand. You, it. Like, you can't deflect the all video the time. of him kicking that trash can. <laughs> and they said, "Why? Why you do Darren Williams like that?" Why you do <laughs> that is hilarious. He walks out That's hilarious. Like a video of LeBron. I know you mad you lost, but you didn't have to kick Darren Williams like that, man. <laughs> That's so hilarious. real quick, last thing we about to get out of here. Yeah. So we talked about it earlier. There was some tweets passed around about this is how you build a championship team with the Warriors. That you get three, you draft well, you get three all, and you draft bring in a superstar later. I saw that. I think eighty three retweeted it. Shout out to eighty three. And I'm like, man, this is faulty logic. Like it, this is. I'm like, no one knew Curry was going to be this. Right. No one no. knew. Clay was going to be what he was. Right. No one knew Draymond was going to be what he was. 
That was the 7th pick of the draft. That was the 11th pick of the draft 20, and 35th. 35th. 35th pick of the draft, second mm-hmm. round. And like I saw um I called it fantasy football logic. When you after where so fantasy football, we all draft our teams and we all think we got a winner, right? We all think we have a winner. When we draft. Well, most of us. <laughs> Some of us after the draft know they picked Deion Branch. <laughs> or watch Devontae Freeman his rookie year on hard, on hard knocks and take hard him in like the fifth round. Yeah. <laughs> Grab you RG3 real quick. Shout out to Shock, man. But, Shout um, to Shock. Shock logic. But, you know, you, you feel like you have a winner. And Consistently if you, bad. <laughs> if you do end up winning the title. Right, it, the team that you drafted will not be the same team by the time you get to the fin- finish line. You have yeah. two or three guys that you hold on to, right? That becomes the core of your squad. But this is that kind of logic is drafting. Who was the guy who took off last year that we didn't expect to? Devin Booker. Devin? No, not that's basketball. Oh, you're talking football. about NFL. football? Oh. Yeah. So in a fantasy sense, like who took off last year that we didn't expect that would have been probably at the- Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon did. He had a really good season. So, I mean, I guess, George, is it Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard. Okay. Bears. I got him in the trade. So, let's just say. <laughs> so, let's just say. Let's just say. Let's just say you drafted Jordan Howard. Right? Okay. And then he leads you to a champ. Like, he's the key player in you winning a championship. Okay. And then you beat your chest and go, that's why I drafted Jordan Howard. Because I knew he would bring. Like, bro, you didn't know Jordan Howard was going to yeah. be that. Yeah. This is what this is. This is after the fact boasting and saying, well, if you want your team, if you want the rest of the league to be jealous at your team, you just got to go out and draft good. And I'm like, bro, that that's luck. I yeah. do think there's a testament to the chemistry and holding on to players and not using them as trade bait and different things that comes with that. I mean, through those years, I mean, I imagine Golden State, you know, had the opportunity to not re-sign people or, you know, they, they continue to keep those three around because they believed in them. Well, I mean, they developed. So it that it doesn't it doesn't give credence to the fact of the culture, like mm-hmm. you talked about, the culture that you build. The Warriors have built a great culture. It's mm-hmm. what attracted Durant. It it doesn't and give even their cre- young guys, McCall and Clark. And look, I think Kevon Looney, he didn't play. They got two big men who uh-huh. I think might be good. May not be great, but they'll be good role players. Kevon Looney, Damian James, power yeah. forward and the center, respectively. I, I don't remember th- when we thought that uh, kid for San Antonio was going to be good. That came from Pitt. <laughs> Butler, was it? Um, what was the big dude? 45, played for the Spurs. Came in for Duncan a lot. Oh, man. Okay, anyway, it's not super. Boban? Are you talking about Boban? No, no, no. This is like six years ago. Nah, yeah, you lost me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, but I mean, like, it's it's not looking at the fact that player development takes in that because Clay didn't have that shooting form when he came from Washington State. He could shoot, but he didn't have the form he has now. He wasn't the defensive player he was then. Yeah. Like, you're not paying attention to what happened. So, luck plays a lot in this, right? So, I talk about the Cavs, uh, the Warriors getting those players. In 2012, the year that Anthony Davis went number one, DeWan Blair. DeWan Blair. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a player. Yeah. Um, the year that Anthony Davis went number one, the Cavs had an opportunity at a – they were the had top three odds for the number one pick. They fall from number three to number four. What's up, boy, who plays? Uh, Brad Beal goes number three to the mm. Wizards. They get Deion Waiters at That's four. That's a bad man, Brad Beal. Right? So let's imagine – let's imagine now – let's just say they don't even keep Wiggins. But now you got LeBron, Brad Beal – Kyrie love on that team. Like you think about it changes the entire dynamics. Like drafts are lottery tickets. You don't know what you're going to get. And sometimes you roll sevens. And with those three dudes, 
they rolled sevens and they rolled seven. That was blackjack, set rolling sevens, whatever analogy you want to call it. 22 they black. <laughs> that that is hitting no that is hitting the double zero on the yeah. roulette wheel oh, right yeah. like yeah, that's yeah. i mean the odds of you hitting this double zero on the roulette i mean in it, getting it right first of all but the odds of it hitting that double zero are like astronomical yeah and they did that three times like yeah. so it's not just as simple as get you a good gm and draft wheel nah bro like it's a lot more than that so it's just it's short-sighted and it's, i guess i guess what the what the flip side of the argument would be is most teams are attracting superstars to their team to put together something that Golden State had. Yeah. So why should they be penalized in the fact that they can't add superstars because they've developed themselves into superstars? Yeah, something like that. I mean, and look, the reason yeah, the whole I, I understand that. the whole reason they got they were able to get Durant is really because Steph Curry's ankles. Steph Curry's ankles caused him not to get a – he had to take a below – well, I won't say below market deal, but he had to take a less of a deal than he wouldn't have gotten had he not been injured, and he also didn't get an opt-out. How come that wasn't – that trade wasn't rejected? Which one? I mean, not, not that – It wasn't trade. It was a free agency. But Durant? They, they gave up some stuff for him, didn't they? No. Mm-mm. I no. mean, they let they chose not to resign players, but it wasn't a sign and trade. He took yeah. his talents to was, go was, State. The Chris Paul trade. Yeah, so that, was that, that was a trade. <laughs> because the NBA owned the Hornets. Yeah. Um, and they felt like the trade wasn't in the best interest of the Hornets, not necessarily the league. Although Dan Gilbert wrote a letter, I think, about not allowing this trade to go through because of competitive balance. Let me, Laker fans, let me help you out with something real quick. We're about to get out of here. Right. If Chris Paul had ended up with Kobe Bryant, one of them would have ended up killing each other. Okay, let's let's just be real. Chris Paul had he suffers from a Napoleon complex. He's got little man syndrome. Kobe Bryant is a psychopath. They're notoriously hard on teammates. They would have been arguing and fighting. It would not have ended well. You would not have won a championship. It would have just ended up with a lot of infighting. End of story. Chris Paul is he's not a psychopath like Kobe, but he's hard on players. I mean, there are reports all the time of the Clippers having trouble dealing with Chris Paul. Because he's always yelling at Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. He like should he's yell at them. For real. And he, 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 you need to yell at Blake Griffin. Imagine growing up your defense. whole life with a twin who, you know, does insurance and stuff like that. It would get annoying, you know? Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> I think the Cavs need to look at the two spot for them. I think that's their biggest key. Stop, look, stop looking at the four. Stop looking at the one. Look at the two spot. Because J.R. Smith is not a starter. He's a six-man. J.R. hit enough threes to make it okay to go to the club afterwards. Because, <laughs> you know, he was like, I did my job, seven for eight. I'm getting hey. out of here. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. A-War sent out a, a text. like He was like, yo, anybody hitting uglies? And I was like, the Cavs, if it said they'll be there by 1030. <laughs> yeah, that game was over. Oh, over. Yeah. But, yo, man, we appreciate y'all. I know we like at least two hours deep. That's all right. We ain't done one. We ain't done one in a long time. I didn't worry about trying to do no 15-minute segments. I ain't worry about no music. I'll get back to that maybe the next <laughs> week or two. Um, we basically just used B. Harris for his time. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm gonna throw 25 at the PayPal, man, because I think you 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 are deserve at least that. I can't offer you that out of the world, but I can at least offer you 25 towards the PayPal. So you, 
Hey man, don't we don't we put the money on? on hey, on just hit it on my PayPal. Like nah, I don't like that. Like so I don't know. I, like I, I guess I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a private person. Like don't put what you gonna give me on on wax, man. You know what I'm like I kind of got mad you did that. You know what I'm saying? Government could be listening. They're gonna tax him. You know what I'm saying? You, you never know. Uncle Sam got us bugged anyway. All right, well, you Good know, stuff, I'll, I'll act I like, just take, just edit this part out, B. Just edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. He's not. He said, nah, you only <laughs> give me 25, you get no edits. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, we appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. You know, like I said, it's been two hours. It's a podcast, though. You can start it or stop it whenever you want. Right. Um, you know, we appreciate y'all. We'll be back hopefully next week. Uh, we can have two weeks in a row going. Um, we appreciate y'all walking with us. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to yourself. Shout out to the NBA. We appreciate y'all. We're going to miss y'all, man. Shout out to the WNBA. All that good stuff. To the homie Los, I appreciate you, the Los Factor, hanging out with us. Check out the Same Differences podcast. Go to the same differences.net. Um, to same go, difference.net. Yep, to go check definitely, out their website. Um, they are everywhere where podcasts are being downloaded. I mean, yeah, yeah, they on Stitcher here, Radio, they on, Pod, they on iTunes, Google Play. Um, I've not forget- listened to one yet, but I'm excited to listen to my first one. So I'm gonna I have, do it this week. When you said that, I kind of, I feel kind of like, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about you. you haven't I feel like there's episode? gonna be, I feel like there's gonna be Damn. too much advice, and it's gonna be overwhelming. <laughs> hey, Ward, and well, I haven't been ready other, for that yet. There are other aspects of the show. So, by the okay, way, we did not, up. I didn't, I mean, it's a, it's a show about relationships. Yeah. Um. So I did not give that out. So. Um, if you, you know, they have they have some really good segments, the Petty P segment. They have relationship goals. Um, they take questions and comments from listeners um, through email. So, I mean, yep. it's a dope show. Check it out. They have little songs. You know, if you like to make a playlist like I do for Wifey, they have their <laughs> song of the day, you know, where, you know, they have little dope joints, both old school and new school, That's depending on what your views are. That's so, yeah, up. man. Yep. So, check it out. I got a friend who's, like, newly in a relationship. Like, he probably could really benefit from Yo. listening. Well, yeah. And, and I, I wonder if he's even listened to an episode. I, but I, uh, I'm going to say that he was one of the first people to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Do although, not follow him on Twitter. Although, wow. It's a little risky. Right although, there. We just going to end the show right there. Um, Anybody anyway, else been, following back? It's been great hanging out with y'all, man. Um, shout out to our one special guest, um, other special guest to be named later. Yeah, shout out to B for holding us down. Yeah, um, shout out to B. And, uh, yeah, shout out to my shout son. Shout out to the, yeah, the, the grill. Uh, yeah, and shout out to my son who wants me to go buy him a toy gun. Uh, you know, so mm. like I'm leaving here to go to Walmart to go get him a Nerf gun so he can play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So father life, fatherhood, man, it's something else. I got a marshmallow gun I was playing with all week. It's like oh. a gun that you put marshmallows in. Yeah. Like an actual gun? Or? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a. Yeah, you pump it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Marshmallow gun. Okay. I was shooting cats with marshmallows all week. This and this Pretty and, and this now, edition of white people. Um, <laughs> this and, and now he will. Uh, Peter will be giving uh, y'all a call because he's shooting cash for marshmallows. And this but so. <laughs> nah, man, we getting out of here, man. Shout out to the homie A Ward, yep. the Lowe's Factor, Ricky B. We out of here. Until next time, it's been a black and very white <laughs> thing. We'll see y'all next week, man. <laughs>